Thank you for calling 911. Our offices are closed because everyone is at the donut shop. We discussed the situation before we left, and we believe you are old enough to be responsible while we are away. Please be careful with matches and do not play with knives. And things should be okay until we get back. Hang up the phone now. Space, the final frontier. Specimen gathering mission on planet Alpha 177. Mr. Spock is much stronger than the ordinary human being. Aroused, his great physical strength could kill. But it's a risk I'll have to take. Something bothering you, Mrs. Spock? May I say that I have not thoroughly enjoyed serving with humans. I find their illogic and foolish emotions a constant irritant. Unlike you, we humans are full of unpredictable emotions. Love. Tenderness. Yes. Yes. If I seem insensitive to what you're going through, Captain, understand. It's the way I am. Don't be afraid. Here's my hand. Hold on. You are beautiful. More beautiful than any dream of beauty I've ever known. What is your point, Mr. Spock? I love you. I can love you. Kiss me. Be out of your mind. Prospect appeared quite attractive to you a moment ago. You don't really want to hurt me, do you? Put that thing away. No, I don't think so. No, I can. It's painless and quick. Ah! Entry made by Second Officer Spock. Ah! Possible we may have hit the wrong entry point. Yes. Very well, Captain. Try again. If it pleases you. What are you waiting for? Hurry. If you'll excuse the intrusion, Captain. Ah! Bury the hatchet. An appropriate choice of terms, Captain. Uh, I won't fight you anymore. Oh, I feel so weak. I'll be glad when this is over. I'm behaving disgracefully. Believe me, Mr. Spark. It was painful. In more ways than one. I thought. Captain's law supplement. I've seen a part of myself no man should ever see. I don't know why I have not been infected. Thank you, Mr. Spock. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hi, hello there, Trinity Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X-Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X-Zone Radio Show. This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you around the world on the Starcom Radio Network from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 800-610-7035. Email X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, X-Zone Radio TV, and our main website where you can listen to the X-Zone 24-7-365 
www.xzoneradiotv.com. And you know, throughout the show, you listen to the commercials that we play. If you have a product that you would like to advertise to the worldwide audience of the Starcom Radio Network, send me send an email to admin. That's admin at r e l hyphen m a r dot com. That's admin at r e l hyphen m a r dot com. As everyone knows who's listening around the world, that on June 26, 27, 28, in Brantford, Ontario, which is just down the highway from Hamilton, Ontario, is going to be a Canadian event, a first Canadian event, bringing so much talent, so many experts, so many researchers, so many people who just are so diverse, but they're all looking for one thing, the truth. Getting the information, getting the information from other people so that they can share it with everyone out there. The truth is out there. And so many people like myself want to believe. We want someone to come knock on the door and say, Rob McConnell, here's the proof you've been searching for for 24 years doing the Exxon radio show. Rob McConnell, here's the proof that you've been looking for publishing the X Chronicles newspaper with for 24 years. Rob McConnell, here's the proof that you've been searching for doing the X-Zone TV show. My next guest is just like that. He's a fellow broadcaster. He's a fellow journalist. His name is Victor Vigiani. He is currently the news director of Zealand Communications, an international news service. His study of anonymous aerial phenomena, research and analysis of extraterrestrial issues spans over 30 years. His experience involves UFO sighting report investigation, academic and radio journalism with a primary focus on UFO ET government disclosure. Victor, welcome to the X-Zone. Great to be with you, Rob. Thanks for that fine introduction. Hey, listen, I call it as I see it, my friend. Uh, (laughs) Tell the audience about yourself, Victor, and why you do the great work you do when it comes to UFOs, ETs, getting the word out there and trying to get the all-important smoking gun when it comes to government disclosure. Well, essentially, my background, um, I've been involved in this now uh, just about 40 years now. Wow. um, After reading a a book by Jacques Vallée back in 1975 and being totally consumed by the issue and realizing, Rob, that this was not about, initially, I, I suppose, you know, people get involved in this kind of thing when they think about, you know, UFOs, lights in the sky and all of that. I did do a little bit of that, but eventually I got to realize, Rob, that this was not about lights in the sky. It was about the lies on the ground. Mm. And um, we, 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 we know right now that this is not a, you know, uh, a nuts and bolts issue. It's not about UFOs, really. It's about uh, government mendacity, media mendacity, and the way we've been lied to in a, in a perfected and orchestrated way by our government and by the media. And that's why I'm involved in it. Um, uh, the, the, the fact that these things are real is a given for, for, for most of us and for a large proportion of the population who investigate this with any kind of degree of, uh, of assiduousness or, or the realization that, that we're being lied to. So that's, that's why I'm involved in this. Um, the, the fact that uh, constitutionally, Rob, 
we've always been as a democracy. We've given uh, the right to our government to keep secrets, and we know that. Democracies sure. do that yeah. uh, throughout the planet. But they've never, Rob, been given the right to lie to us, and that's why uh, we're involved in this. Let me, let me ask you this, Victor. Here in Canada, we have a democratic society. The United States, they also have a democratic society. How is it that the government, whether in the United States or Canada, let's just, let's just focus on these two great countries, mm-hmm. how can they get away with what they're getting away with? For example, look what's happening in the Canadian Senate with the RCMP investigations and the charges that are being levied. Of course, yeah. When, when it comes to ufology, Wilbert Smith, way back when, Project Magnet, mm-hmm. he said, hey, listen, this is what's really happening. You've got Stanton T. Friedman, who lives in Fredericton. He's a you know, dual citizen. Mm-hmm. He says, look, the lies are being hid. You've got guys like Stephen Bassett in Washington who's doing everything he can to, to end the truth embargo. We have you up here. Paul Hellyer up here. Mm-hmm. How can this keep going on when there is so much power, so much strength being targeted at this conspiracy, this truth embargo, by such credible people. So I guess you're asking how this is happening. Well, uh, I, I think that the question is easy in one way, but it's difficult in another. The easy way around explaining it, uh, Rob, is that uh, over the last uh, 66 years now, mm-hmm. uh, a concerted effort, and an orchestrated effort by media and government has been put in place to ridicule the whole issue, and they've done a fine job of doing that over the last six and a half decades. Uh, the, the Canadian media, the American media, the worldwide media mm-hmm. has put in place a series of, of, of strategies and objectives uh, in order to totally discredit any public discourse about this so-called phenomenon of, uh, of UFOs. And it's been an extremely successful strategy. They've done a great job of orchestrating the ridicule around the non-believability of what's going on. So that's the first thing that people have to understand, that no matter how this issue is brought up, be it on radio, be it on television, Mm -hmm. be it in magazines or or newspapers, the automatic response by the public, because of the the, the governmental orchestration of of ridicule, the automatic response is this is nothing but garbage and just silliness and hoaxes and uh, confabulation and hallucinations. And the government has done a, an excellent job of doing it. And I, in, in one way, I've got to commend them on, their, on the success of their strategy because they've done a great job uh, of doing it. The CBS, NBC, ABC, CBC, um, even in Australia and throughout Europe, uh, everyone has done a great job in making sure this issue takes a back seat in the form of ridicule so that no one really believes what's going on. So that's the first thing we have to understand. And the next thing we have to understand is that our government, and when I say government, I don't mean the poor souls sitting in the seats in Parliament. These, uh, the people in, in Parliament and the Congress, they have no idea what's going on. They don't have a clue about it. It's the backroom boys. It's the shadow government that's controlling and compartmentalizing all this information so that it never gets to the point of public discussion, public dialogue, public discourse. So they've managed to keep this thing below what I call the glass ceiling rock. Right. We can talk about this on your radio station and regional radio stations and all of that. And it, it's allowed to talk, you know, it's the biggest secret that's talked about, you know. Yeah. But it will not pierce the, what we call this glass ceiling. And the glass above the glass ceiling are entities like the mainstream media, 60 Minutes, Dateline, and all those major news broadcasts that will, if they took this on as a serious issue, 
would crack that glass ceiling and make and and make it evident that we are in fact being engaged by by extraterrestrials and off-world civilizations. And our job is to crack that glass ceiling. And right now, unfortunately, we've only made a small dent in it, but that's our work right now to make sure that, that we crash through at some point this glass ceiling. When you've got people like the Honorable Paul Hellier, the former defense minister of defense, the former deputy prime minister of Canada, mm-hmm. who openly says, hey, guys, they've been here. Mm-hmm. Nobody takes it serious. Like, why isn't the CBC, CTV, Rogers, and any other network in the alphabet soup can getting on mm-hmm. top of this and saying, this guy knows what he's talking about. He has been there. Well, it's a, it's a great question. Um, you know, it's, it's a matter of, of, of credibility mm-hmm. and, and the way someone of, of Paul Hellyer's stature, uh, when he came forward at the... Um, the symposium on, on um, that we that we that we put together at the University of Toronto in 2005, when he came forward and said that UFOs are as real as the airplanes that fly over your head, yeah, um, he didn't say that because it was just something off the cuff that he thought that might be nice to say. He did his research. He did his his uh, due diligence on this. Spoke to uh, a, a U.S. general who wanted to, him to comment on the the book The Day After Roswell by Philip J. Corso. And Paul really wanted to find out if this book that by Philip J. Corso was, in fact, the, 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 the true goods. And this general told Paul, mm-hmm. after Paul asked him, you know, this, this book is, re- is, is true and even more. Everything in the book was true and even more. So that's all Paul needed to have to go forward with what he, with what he said. Now, as to why the media doesn't take it seriously... I repeat again that no matter what kind of credible in- information we have, Rob, that, that comes forward, it doesn't matter if it's John Podesta, which we can talk about at some point during, sure. the, during this broadcast, um, doesn't matter if Bill Clinton talks to, um, to, to, to Hubble, um, to, to, one of the, to one of his confidants, uh, which we talk about later on, it doesn't matter what kind of information you put forward or the credibility of that information, mm-hmm. the system that's in place no matter what we say, no matter what is put forward, it remains under a veil of ridicule. And that's how the CIA, the NRO, the NSA, has structured all forms of evidence or information about this so that no matter what comes forward, it's automatically tossed behind a, a wall of incredulity automatically. And they've, they've got systems in place, Rob, that make sure this all occurs at the same time. And no matter what you say, what you do, it shall never be brought forward in a credible way before a mainstream media or, for example, at a, at a press conference in the White House. They right. do not allow any questions uh, on this in this issue uh, in, during White House yeah. con, um, press conferences. So it's, there's a well-orchestrated mechanism in place so this will not crash through the glass ceiling. You know, look what happened with the Phoenix Lights. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, that was carried by major news networks. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. nothing. You know, it fizzled yeah. off in a couple of years. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, Lynn Katai, uh, a, a very good friend of mine who yeah. we've interviewed on our, on our radio broadcast several times, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a, of the same opinion as you. Like, why is this happening? We've yeah. got the goods, we've got the film, we've got everything here. Why is it uh, not being taken seriously? And it's a, the reason why is it's a testament to how well orchestrated this cover-up really, really is, so that no matter what the mainstream media wants to do, right. the people in government will make sure 
that it doesn't happen. And uh, Disney's in charge, the CIA's in charge, and these people are so powerful, Rob, that that they have control uh, over Time Magazine, mm-hmm. through CBS, through ABC, through NBC, and they will be the ones who will control the flow of information. However, right now, the critical mass of this information and through the Clinton administration and what uh, uh, Lawrence S. Rockefeller demanded of the Clinton administration is coming forward in gradual bits and pieces to show that the Clinton administration was abjectly involved in trying to get to the truth uh, about all of this. Hillary Clinton knew about it. She was advised about it. Right. President Bill Clinton was, aw- was aware of it, was advised about it. But the, the, the shadow government, as, as he told um, one of the reporters at the White House, <laughs> um, I, think, I believe her name was uh, Sheila McClellan, he said, Sheila, you know what, I, don't, I, I, I can't talk about this because the government behind me says I can't do it. You know, there's a government there that will not allow me to talk about this. And even presidents of the United States have been told, you shall not talk about this publicly. So who's in charge? I mean, that's a big question. So do we see the puppets of the shadow government on TV? Do we see the the front men for the New World Order when we look at the president, when we look at our, our prime minister up here, uh, Prime Minister Harper? Is this what we see? Is this a fallacy? Is this a smokescreen? Is this a hologram just to appease the, the citizens? I, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, t- take a look at it from the point of view of them admitting this. Uh, to, to what advantage uh, is it that the, the powers that be admit this? If they did admit it, Rob, if they mm-hmm. did admit that the, fa- the, the, the fact that we are being engaged by off-world civilizations, what would that mean, A, in terms of our economic uh, situation, of our philosophical positions, of our religious positions, yeah. and of the power and the influence that the oil industry has over virtually every component of, of government. If you take a look at all those factors, if they did admit it, all of those entities would go into cascade failure. The fossil fuel industry would, would go, go down the tubes overnight because yeah. we know that the kinds of propulsion systems and energy systems that these craft and these civilizations uh, that are off-world use, we know that it's free energy. We know the free energy has the capacity to totally eliminate and displace fossil fuel. But, Victor, let, now, me, ask you, let me ask you this question. Yeah, I'm ahead. sorry yep. for interrupting you. It's okay. Yep. It's, it's nice to point the finger at the fossil fuel industry. And I agree that, you know, there's a lot of deep pockets and there's a lot of payoffs. There's, you know, there, if, if, the, if the FBI and the Justice Department really want to do an investigation, leave FIFA alone. You know what I mean? Go after the right, big yeah. guys. Right. But if the oil industries actually have as much power as we are led not to believe they have, wouldn't it be to their advantage to work with the extraterrestrials, get their technology, bring it forth, and then and then still make money on it while saving the Earth from our our colossal yeah. climate problems. Yeah, to, to monetize it, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, um, that's a really great point. Um, I, I guess I guess my response to that whole question, Rob, would be that whoever these ETs are, mm-hmm. they know that. Um, Whoever these people are uh, in charge, as you, as you suggest, you know the fossil fuel yeah. industry. They know that these people are are the obfuscators. They know they are the uh, the cruel aspect of this, and uh, 
they, they, they realize that if they buy into that, that group, these ETs would be buying into the same deleterious system that's kept the, uh, uh, the, the, the planet from expanding. And I don't think whoever these ETs are, and I don't have, you know, I have no corner on who they might sure. be or knowledge about that, but I think they are of a consciousness level that will not allow the planet to continue to be controlled by these deleterious factions who control everything on the planet. And I'm talking about people who control cures for cancer, yep. cures for DNA disease control, uh, manipulating uh, our DNA so that um, you know dysfunctions within mental disease or any any kind of disease. This is not within their realm. The, the the people that are in power do not want these things to come about. However, the extraterrestrials, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, and that I've been told about through contactees, uh, the, the extraterrestrials want this realization for our planet. They want our planet to engage them as a universal body to engage. This, this, this idea that there is much, much more to the economic system uh, than we're being told, and that our economic system is holding us back from the realization of all of these um, more or less altruistic um, uh, sort of expansions of the human consciousness. And the other thing that's important here to understand is that because of who these, 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 these beings might be, and what they have to offer, mm-hmm. and they, they've been doing this for generations on other planets. We, there's no doubt about it. We are on the next step of evolution of the human species, and that's what these ETs are bringing towards uh, towards us as, as a civilization. We have the option to reject or accept the next step of being on the threshold of our next generation of evolution as a species. Now, the fossil fuel industry cannot compete with that concept. We need to move forward as a human species and reject fossil fuels as an entity and, and, and not have the people who are in charge of fossil fuels commandeer this so-called free energy for their own purposes. And uh, we, we need to address those issues very, very seriously mm-hmm. so that the people are in ch- who are in charge right now that are, that are screwing up the planet do not retain the same kind of control when the whole free energy system has become put in place. And I think the ETs are realizing this. They've done it with nuclear weapons. They've told us that no nuclear weapons shall be employed on the planet, and they're making sure that these things are shut down. Well, we have uh, that to the yeah, I, I know the story about uh, Bob Salas and, and what happened at his missile silos, and I've heard the other stories pertaining to other nuclear uh, shutdowns. But if this is the case, Victor, if they are so, if these ETs are so concerned about us as a planet and and what we're doing to ourselves, mm-hmm. why don't they just make their presence totally known and say, you know what, guys, we've been watching you for a hundred years. You yep. guys are screwing up major. Look what's happening with North Korea, how they're building up their nuclear arsenal. Right. Look what the Chinese are doing by building up these these islands 600 miles off of mainland China, which puts them in invasion uh, position to the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah. With what's going on in the Middle East and how close Iran is to nuclear capabilities, whether or not they, they say they're going to get into this, uh, this agreement with the United States, which I don't see happening. You've got right. Israel that is worrying about what's going to happen. Should we wait to see if Iran's going to abide by this new agreement, this new accord, or should we just go in and take out their nuclear facilities? If we have these peace-loving ETs 
watching us, and they've been watching us for 100 years. Whether or not Big Pharma likes it, whether or not the oil industry likes it, whether the military industrialists like it or not, why don't they just say, guys, their UFOs land, they get out, right. and they say, yeah. we are going to take it now. You've screwed up. Right. Why right. don't they just do that? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think that what you've just described, Rob, is, is, is a tremendously um, comprehensive um, overview of the planetary situation. And, that, and that's, our, that's our messy backyard. Yeah. We, we've, we, you know, we've dumped all over ourselves in, in our own backyard. And we're doing it every single day in, in every single way, shape, and form. You know, putting plastics in the ocean. Oh God, yes. You know, you know, the the, the, you know, the chemtrails and putting chemicals yeah. in our, our sky. And, and what must with uh, what Monsanto is doing with genetically modified foods and with the pharmaceutical. You know, we are screwing up our existence. And, we, and that, that's and you know what that is? That's our own backyard, yeah. and we are in charge of it. And that's what we've done to ourselves. Now, the, 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 the answer to the question, I think, and, now, and this is only a suggestion, is that it's a matter of free will. And we as a species um, are, are in charge of our, our, of our own development. Mm-hmm. We, 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 are, we are the ones who called all the question about what we're, what we're doing on our planet. And I think what the extraterrestrials understand in, in a very sort of conscious level, it's up to us to decide what we want to do. And what I believe, in answer to your question, is, mm-hmm. is that we, as a species, as a humanitarian, you know, a group, as a collective, need to understand collectively. And this is a, an incredibly political question. We have to understand it collectively that we need to change ourselves. If we do not agree, as a species, to change ourselves, the ETs won't have anything to do with us. You know, as benevolent as they might be. As much as they might, you know, respect our planet, it's up to us to change. But and once we, um, are, 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 we, when I say we, yeah. the collective of humanity mm-hmm. realize that we need to change, and that's a big step. I mean, sure how, do you, how do you how do you get to that point? Once we collectively uh, change our the, the will set, uh-huh. our, our mindset to change, or even some sort of inkling about it, then they may intrude themselves, as you're suggesting. Now, the stuff that they're doing right now, the manifestation of the UFO entity, you know, the phenomenon, it, these, are, these are little small hints. Right. If they wanted to come forward and, 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 and manifest themselves in, 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 a, in a huge way, you know, send down a mothercraft during mm-hmm. a, a Super Bowl game on, you know, Super yeah. Bowl 16, you know, that kind of thing, uh, they, could, they, they could do that. But why don't but they? I don't think, uh, why don't they? I, because I think it's up to us, Rob. I think that, that's the whole problem. It's up to us to change, not for them to change but it, us. But if it's up to us to change and there's free will, mm-hmm. you said earlier that they would not permit nuclear war or nuclear detonation. Mm-hmm. So how do we say, well, they'll let us go to hell in a handbasket, but they won't let us launch a nuclear attack? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the whole connection yeah. with the whole thing. I, I don't think that they would, would they, that they would permit the, the nuclear issue to, to manifest itself because I think they realize this planet, as in bad shape as it is right now, has a lot of really wondrous things to offer as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a planetary mm-hmm. entity. And there are probably a lot of other planets in our galaxy that are in exactly the same position. They've gone through exactly what we... We're not the only ones. 
And I think what's happening is here, and what we've been told by some of the abductees and contactees, right. is that we are not the only ones in this galaxy who are being challenged to do the same things to save their own planet. We're not the only ones here. You know, we think of ourselves as, you know, we're you know a little ball of mud circulating, you know, circulating and revolving around our sun. Third rock from the sun. Uh, there are lots of other planets in the same position that, uh, of, a, of a similar kind of... Um, uh, deleterious or, or whatever, you know, the lack of development entity that we are. And I think what they need to do yeah. is, is bring us to a point of understanding. And once we do that as a collective, then they may intrude themselves. But until that happens, or until we at least begin to understand that as a species, I don't see them intervening in a big way. That, that's not my perception. Anyways. All right, Victor, stand by. We've got to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Exonation. Victor Vigiani is our special guest. We're talking about UFOs and the government acknowledgement or the truth embargo. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We're coming to you worldwide on the Starcom Radio Network. We'll be back on the other side of the short break. Don't go away. Cosmic Expo will be held in Brantford, Ontario, June 26, 27, 28, and will feature 24 internationally acclaimed experts and researchers of UFOs, crop circles, alien abductions, and much more in this three-day 2015 summer Canadian event. Experts in the field of extraterrestrials and alien encounters, out-of-body experiences, past life regression, soul reading, psychic and mediumship will all be presented with professionalism, integrity, and credibility, making the Alien Cosmic Expo the largest event of its kind in Canada for 2015. The Exhibitor Hall will feature a spectacular lineup of gifted mediums, psychics, astrologers, channelers, aura photography, healers, as well as books, DVDs, alternative health products, crystals, jewelry, and much more completing the venue with something for everyone. For all information and to purchase your tickets for the Alien Cosmic Expo, go to www.aliencosmicexpo.com. That's www.aliencosmicexpo.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. I'm not a Starfleet commander. <laughs> or T.J. Hooker. I don't live on Starship NCC-170... 
or own a phaser. I don't know anyone named Bones, Sulu, or Spock. And no, I've never had green alien sex. But I'm sure it'd be quite an evening. I speak English. not Romulan ale. And when someone says to me, live, lie, and prosper, I seriously mean it when I say get a life. My doctor's name is not McCoy, it's Ginsburg. And tribbles were puppets, not real animals. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyards in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Oh, what a night this has been on the Starcom Radio Network. Don't forget my buddy Ed Till's show Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. on the Starcom Radio Network. And real music, real music every weekend right here on Talkstar. On Talkstar, no, on Starcom. Talkstar was the old one, Robbie. Give yourself a clap in the head. Starcom Radio Network. And... Um, then you've got the X-Zone, Monday through Friday, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here and around the world on the Starcom Radio Network. Now, people ask me, well, Rob, where around the world are your listeners? Well, right now, we have listeners in the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, India, Turkey, Algeria, Germany, France, Brazil, Japan, Russia, Vietnam, Thailand, Spain, Italy, the Netherlands, Pakistan, China. The Philippines, Ireland, South Africa, Czech Republic, Mexico, Poland, Egypt, and they're just the top ones. This is truly a worldwide exonation. Um, my guest this hour is going to be one of the speakers at the Alien Cosmic Expo. That's going to be taking place June 26, 27, 28 in Brantford, Ontario. For all the information, all the details, the schedule, 
the super special events that these ladies have put together. I'm talking about Joanna and Heather with this great alien cosmic expo that they put together themselves with the help of other people. Um, just go to www.aliencosmicexpo.com. Victor, it's great having you on the show. By the way, please give my very best to Richard. Love you guys. I listen to you whenever I get the chance. Um, have you seen any changes in ufology since you've started checking in it out? Oh, big time, big time, Rob. Um, you know, from my first uh, entreaty with all of this back in 1975, mm-hmm. most people were just dealing with, you know, UFO sightings and, uh, you know, looking at how many sightings there were, what shape they were, and what the weather was like, and, you know, all of those really kind of uh, very basic um, um, aspects to, to what UFO sightings were. Um, but then once once we realized that this was not uh, a sightings issue, this was not sort of like lights in the skies, that it was a political issue, as soon as all the people involved in exopolitics and, and uh, sort of the investigation worldwide of, of ufology, once they realized that this was a political issue, you know, not, not, not a lights in the sky issue, uh, once once they realized that it was that it was political, then it took off and at a, at a quantum level, it just took off in a way that we never expected it to because we realized that not, these things were not just happening in our own sky, mm-hmm. but that the, that the government knew about it. Um, when, when I talk about government, I'm not once again I'm not talking about the people in the Congress or Parliament. I'm talking about the backroom boys, the the compartmentalized. Um, groups of people who knew about these things, NASA, the NRO, the NSA, C- the CIA, all of the information, the documents that we, that, that we got to because we realized this was, was, this was political, um, we came to the understanding that this, this thing was something of, a, of, of, a, of an animal that we didn't realize at the, to begin with. So once we realized it was political, it just took off in a totally different direction. And that's why I think we're at the point that we are right now. That's the change that's taken place. This is no longer about just sort of, you know, calculating the number mm-hmm. of, of UFO sightings per year. But why is the government withholding the information about this? That's the big question. Let me ask you this, Victor. With all the whistleblowers in every government, the United mm-hmm. States, Canada, with all the computer hackers that are hacking into government databases, how come there has been no information released when it comes to UFOs? Well, I think that that goes back to the, the point I made earlier about mm-hmm. the, uh, the the government and the way they handle this, because they realize exactly what you've you've just stated. They they, they know all of the information, uh, all these agencies as a as a as a, as a concerted, uh, coordinated you know, they're not coordinated. They're very compartmentalized. Right. I should restate myself on that. Uh, but the, the fact is that w- what they have done is denied access to all this information to mainstream media. And once uh, the mainstream media that we depend on for virtually all okay. of our information, yeah. you know, on a daily basis, we you know we do that all the time. You, know, you wake up in the morning, you turn on NBC, ABC, CBS, and you depend on that for your information. You will not hear about any of that on the mainstream media. So that's the way the government completely controls us. And anything beyond that or, or below that is is so speculative, so ridiculed that it will it that, that the level of believability about it is is um, 
sequentially and sequestered uh, by the media so that it will not come about that anyone could consider it as, as, uh, as valid information. All right, now, so let, it, let me throw yeah. another hypothesis at you. Sure, if, go ahead. If Russia or China or North Korea wanted to put a big pain in the government's neck, whether it be Canada, the United States, or Great Britain, all they would have to do is get a guy like Edward Snowden to hack into the computer systems. Mm -hmm. Or China has their own hackers, Russia Russia has their own hackers. And release the information, proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that the government of Canada or the government of the United States or the government of the United Kingdom have actually been suppressing this information, that UFOs are in fact real. The governments have been working with the extraterrestrials for a number of years. They would blow it sky high. And you would think that in, in today's political atmosphere it's political arena that this would be a big coup for any government and yet the united states government could not stop it the canadian government could not stop it from happening if it was to be released and yet nothing you raise an excellent point and i and i think that what's happening here is we are gradually moving towards and and thank goodness that the the internet is in place the way it is Mm -hmm. if the chinese government or even the Indian government, or or any other. I'm talking about the. I'm not talking UK or sure. France or anything like that. If some of these other governments were to decide, you know what, we're going to blow the doors open on this. You know, um, I'm not sure what's holding them back. I really, I really don't have a good handle on why China just just doesn't say, we know what's going on, and we've known we've known about this for years. I, I just do not know why. And many of the people in the exopolitics community and the and the research community, we cannot figure out why some of these governments aren't going rogue on this. Yeah. And um, I think that's a testament to whoever the cabal is, and whoever these people who are in who are in charge of the dissemination of information about either you know the banking system and the economic system mm-hmm. and all of these things, the you know the the chemtrails and all of that from coming forward, they must have. A level of influence, Rob, that's, that, that supersedes and, 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 and just goes way beyond any kind of influence that we are aware of. And I'm convinced that these people are so powerful that uh, it will take an act of God uh, to, 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 to crack through uh, what these other governments, as you suggest, why not just blow this open? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a testament to the control that the cabal has about this. Now, I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. But the, the the idea that you're suggesting is why don't these governments that come forward on this? And it's to their advantage yeah. to do that. It really is. Would you not agree that? I, you know, I, I totally to agree. To I, I totally agree. And this is the yeah. most so perplexing part of it. Happen? Right? Is it yeah, is it, it possible? Is it possible? It's not is happening it because nothing's uh, there. Yeah, uh, my estimation right now at this at this point in time. Um, it's not, it, it's, uh, you're really kind of pinning me down here, but that's, that's a great question. <laughs> it's, it, I don't think, I don't think it's possible because of the control the cabal has and how influential they are. We really do not know. And it is indeed a testament how powerful these people are. But I can assure you at some point, the critical mass of this information will come forward. Now, what it will take to, to do that, you know, I mean, who the hell knows? Yeah. It's a really, really deep question. 
What makes you so sure, my friend, that there is something there? That it's just not all smoke and mirrors. It's not a conspiracy or cover-up that is being maintained and perpetrated by the UFO community to keep their little club together. Um, well, well, that, that, that's that's another another good. You know, it, it, you're talking about a total fabrication here, and I think the information that we have from astronauts, from military people, from government whistleblowers, and all the documents. I mean, we know for sure, uh, Rob, that. That, that that all the documents that I've read, and I've mm-hmm. read I've read the Canadian documents, the Canadian uh, archive is well over nine thousand five nine thousand five hundred files, mm-hmm. and the CIA has that much more. I've read them. We know that that all the documentation points to the fact that we are being engaged by off-world civilizations. That's a fact. We we you know we we cannot dismiss. Well, that. wait a sec. Wait a sec. You, you say it's a fact. Where where is the proof? Or remember that old uh, Wendy's commercial? Where's the beef? Yeah. Where's the proof? Of of the of the files. Of the existence well, of extraterrestrials visiting this planet. Well, no. I guess what what I'm saying what I'm saying, Rob, here is that uh, the, 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 these files do not, you know, in fact, um, you know, attest to the fact that we're being visited. Well, what they attest to is that the, all the governments, the oh. Canadian government, mm-hmm. they have been engaged in talking about this for over sixty six years. And why? Sure. They've got documents after document after document talking about engaging these UFOs. At, at every single level, militarily, um, you know, through through people's sightings, mm-hmm. you know, this is something that that, that you cannot dismiss. And um, when you get a, that amount of documentation uh, in the forefront, um, why is the government, uh, or why are people promulgating these documents? Is this the, are these all fabrications? Are they all just sort of dismissive sort of you know hallucinations? The fact is, this has been discussed by the UN, by France, by the UK. Everybody's talking about yeah. these things, but it just has not come forward in in in, in, a, in a prescient way uh, in mainstream media to make sure that people understand that that there's something going on here, and that's the whole conundrum, and that's the why that's why they've hidden this so well and so so carefully, and the strategies in place to make sure this this doesn't come forward in, in a credible way. So we, we're faced with a huge conundrum here. With government complicity and with the realization through the investigations of all of these documents, I mean the juxtaposition of of, of those two entities, uh, you know, points to me there's something going on in our skies that we won't admit. Could it be possible that what we, or what we hear of being in the skies, are nothing more than experimental aircraft, top secret vehicles, that we as John Q. Public really do not need to know about because if we know about them, our enemies would know about them. Mm-hmm. Is this possible? And and Definitely. if we if we go yeah. back to the point where people are saying, well, you know what, Area Fifty One's got a crashed UFO, and we've been doing right. reverse engineering on it. Uh, well, then how come we're still using the rocket propellants and the rocket systems to right. get? to Mars that we're using instead of this high-tech stuff that the aliens are using? You know, it makes no sense. Well, th- that's a very good question, um, and, and th- that really points to the history of this whole issue. Mm-hmm. We, can, um, we can look back at, um, you know, indigenous, um, in- indigenous populations that have gone back literally hundreds, if not thousands of years, mm-hmm. who've attested to the reality of this phenomenon. 
And we can go back to as early as the late 1800s, you know, back to the 1700s, even further back than that, where there are indications that indigenous populations have made contact with um, so-called beings yep. that are not from this planet. So, I mean, UFO sightings, you know, pre-1947, you know, 1942, you know, way before any of the uh, the development of any of these, um, you know, uh, current... Uh, you know, current so-called UFOs, and, mm-hmm. and the triangles and all of that. Yeah. These things have been around for literally hundreds, if not, Rob, thousands of years. So that what we're seeing right now at mm-hmm. this point could be a combination of both our own technology and whatever these extraterrestrials are. So that 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 that, that yeah. question, is, in my mind, is easily resolvable by the fact that we've been engaged for literally hundreds, if not thousands of years before. And many people feel that the reason that we're here is because we've been seated. But that's another question altogether, <laughs> which we can't get into it if you want to, but that's fine. Is, is it possible, we've got about uh, five minutes left, is it possible right. that the cabal that we've been discussing today has nothing to do with the government but with religious philosophies? Like, what would happen to the religious philosophies of this planet? whether it be Islam, Christianity, you know, you know, religion would just instantaneously go out the window. Well, you know what? In, in a, it's a great, it's a tremendous question because the religious idea that we've been imbued with, mm-hmm. you know, for, for, for literally thousands of years, be it Catholicism or Islam yeah. or Buddhism or Hinduism, Many of these religions have their foundation in, uh, in, a, in an understanding that's based on what's come from the sky. Exactly. If you take a look at, yeah, if you take a look at Hinduism and even, even Islam, mm-hmm. they all have a history of understanding of what's come from the sky. Yeah. Now, the only religion that I'm aware of that's not really kind of complicit in this is, is, is Catholicism, the Christianity. Oh, wait a sec. Um, you know, I, 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 did, I disagree there. Because when you look at the the Bible, if you look at the, well, yes. for, for example, the Nephilim, mm-hmm. those who descended from the sky, angels are the angels of yesterday, the ETs of today, Ezekiel's well, wheel, and there's so go. many other examples. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the Vatican yeah. is the richest corporation in the world. Mm-hmm. The richest. And if it was to be found out, that everything that they've been teaching, preaching, and, and, you know, talking about God, Jesus, you know, the Creator, were actually ETs? Man, they'd be out of business in a second. Plus, you know, what does that mean about, you know, (laughs) in God we trust? You know, right. we, don't, we don't, don't get me going on the Catholic Church because yeah. I'm I'm I was brought up as Catholic. Well, that'll so be I, another I show. How's that? That's another one. We could do that all over again <laughs> in a few minutes. But it would be a, that that in itself yeah. it would be a great show because the Vatican has has their has a corner on this. Oh, big but time! I guess what I mean, yeah, what I need to restate is that all religions have their foundation or have a uh, have an understanding mm-hmm. of what comes from the sky. Yeah. And I think that that, that that realization that we've been engaged for literally thousands of years is something that we really need to consider when we when we under, try, try to understand what this UFO issue is all about. So there's so much more to it, Rob, that, uh, you know, it's six ways to Sunday, and we mm-hmm. can never really 
understand it, but we can come to grips with the smaller you know, pieces of it and try to put together uh, you know, the, the pieces of it yep. to make the realization something that we can digest. As I was saying to a guest earlier this evening, that we all have a piece of the jigsaw puzzle in our pockets. We just have to get to the big table and work together to solve right. it. Victor, yeah, you're going to be at the table. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be at the Alien Cosm uh, Alien mm-hmm. Cosmic Expo June 26, 27, 28. Uh, I look forward to meeting you. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed our our chat here this evening. Please once again give my best to Richard. I love your show on uh, what you you guys are on. Uh, let me see um, what station you on. Oh, 740. That's right. Yeah. AM 740 here in Toronto. <laughs> Zuma Radio. All right, you take care of yourself. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure, and um, keep the great work up. Keep them honest, my friend. We will do that. And thank you, Rob, for the opportunity, and good night to all of your guests, and and thank you very much for having us on. It's my great pleasure. Have a nice evening, sir. Bye now. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, Exo Nation. Another wonderful night here on the Starcom Radio Network. Um. There are so many facets to the UFO phenomena. You know, I've walked the line in between. I've never seen... Well, I saw something in the skies over Montreal when I was a child that got my interest in UFOs. Was it a spaceship? Was it something I couldn't understand? What was it? I'm still trying to get the answer. And you know what? I want to believe. I really do. But I want proof. I want somebody to come on my show and say, Rob, meet me at such and such a place at such and such a time, and I'll show you the proof that you've been seeking. Maybe tomorrow night as we return at 8 p.m. here on the Starcom Radio Show. I'm sorry, Starcom Radio Network on the Exxon Radio Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell. So until tomorrow night, when once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon, From everyone here to everyone out there, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night now.